Hello, everybody, and welcome to Next Level Outreach. My name is Larry Williams. My name is Joshua Taylor. And we are live at Victory Tabernacle in Tampa, Florida. This is a podcast dedicating to inspiring, informing, and empowering you to become a greater soul winner. And like we ask every week, when was the last time you personally won a soul? When was the last time you personally told someone about Acts 238? that they needed to repent of their sins, be baptized in Jesus' name, and receive the Holy Ghost. That is the reason why God has called us, and that is the reason why he filled us with his spirit. So we're excited to be with you today. We are wrapping up, well, we are doing our last part of our series on the power of your testimony and how important your testimony is to your um, life and witnessing. A lot of times people think, well, I can't be a witness for God because I don't know a whole bunch of scripture. I haven't been saved very long, but you don't realize that there is great power in just your personal testimony. The Bible says in Revelations 12 and verse 11 that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives even unto death. So it was their testimony that kept them going. It was their testimony that they used to witness to people who were lost. And that's why we wanted to spend this time to really talk about how important our testimony is when it comes to our ministry and winning souls. So, Josh, why don't you give us the definition for testimony? Yeah, uh, this week we're covering uh, our credibility with our testimony. Mm -hmm. And so the definition of credibility is the quality of being Convincing or believable. Mm -hmm. The quality of being convincing or believable. And uh, so we, we, we want to show that we're a credible people. Our testimony is our number one thing to make us credible, uh, to make people believe us. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about how we can help you be credible with sharing your testimony. Right. And I remember you mentioning before how um, there was a preacher who mentioned the fact that somebody going into a courtroom... Um, I mean, the lawyers, they know the law backwards and forwards. They went to law school. They got they passed the bar exam. They're official law, lawyers, and they know the, the law backwards and forwards. You can, well, they, they can tell you what the, what the law is and what it isn't. But they can't really win a case without somebody who has a testimony. Their most essential piece to winning their case, to, to convincing a jury of the fact that they were innocent or guilty was the fact that they, the person had a testimony. They were there. Yeah. They were eyewitnesses. They saw what happened and they can tell you about um, the incident that took place. And that's what a testimony is for us. You may not know every single scripture that somebody needs to get baptized or receive the Holy Ghost. You may not know every single test, every single scripture that deals with um, healing or deliverance or anything at all. You may not know a lot when you're first starting out in this walk with Christ, but your most powerful tool is what God has done for you. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people, they come to church and they're skeptical because the Bible does not have that authoritativeness that it once did. People don't find it as authoritative. So they, they're skeptical when it comes to church. 
one, because a lot of church people and, and a lot of church leaders have done things that are not to be expected of from them. And, they, and people have lost confidence in the church and lost confidence in God. So it's our job to tell people, what has God personally done for me? Some people may think, man, my te- I, I've done some really bad stuff before I got saved. Some people may say, well, I used to live in a homosexual lifestyle. Or some people might say I was raped. Or some people might say I was abused. Or some people might say I was I had multiple wives before I got saved. Mm-hmm. All of these different things. And we think, man, these things are so horrible. How can I be used by God now? When you don't realize that that is exactly what makes you credible in the first place. Right. Some people are like, man, I've done. I, you look at people who've been saved for a long time and you're and, and, and I remember I felt that way, too. I'm like, man, look at these guys. They're saved. You know, they're, they're in church and they know the Bible and they li- their life looks all good and clean and awesome. And which sometimes is really not. <laughs> it's really a facade. <laughs> but um. It's uh, we look at them and we're like, man, how can God ever use me? But you don't realize the thing that you think makes you least qualified makes you most qualified. And that's what's uh, awesome to me, that God can use what 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 seems to be horrible and make it into something that's really good and that will bring him more glory. The worse we are, the worse we were, the better and more glory God can get out of the situation. So we want you to be confident in the fact we talked about confidence last week and how we are to be um, confident in sharing our testimony. But today we're talking about credibility. Your your testimony makes you more credible to people around you. Yeah. Your family, they knew who you they knew who you were before. But if if you show signs of of change that God has changed you, that's what people will say. Wow. I can probably I I can see where you were before, but now I'm willing to maybe check out God and see what God can do for my life because you are obviously very credible because you're showing that I was once this way, but now I'm not this way. So we want you to um, be able to share that with anybody and everybody and um, show you how important that is. Let's start off with our first point today. Our first point is coming from Luke chapter 7, beginning in verse number 47. And just a little bit of a background. This is the the woman who comes and anoints the feet of Jesus Christ. She comes in and everybody's sitting down having a good time. And she comes and just breaks open the alabaster box and begins to anoint the feet of Jesus. And the disciples, when they first come and see what's happening, namely Judas... She, he begins to say, well, why are, we, why, is, why are we wasting all of that on Jesus? Why are we wasting all of that on Jesus' feet? That could have been sold to the poor, which he really didn't care about the poor because he was a thief from the beginning. But the disciples begin to question why that woman was doing what she was doing. In verse 47, it, um, it's Jesus explaining why she did that. Why don't you read that for us, Josh? Yeah. Jesus said, therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Absolutely. And it just shows that when you have greater, a greater testimony, 
you're going to probably accomplish a lot more for Jesus. You're probably going to um, see, you're probably going to have a greater impact for God because your testimony is that much greater. And you can relate greater, more to people than someone that doesn't have that testimony. So that's really what we want to kind of focus in on. What do you think about that scripture, Josh, and what we're talking about? Yeah, that, this is uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm going to go to Luke 7, verse 41. And Jesus gives like a, a mini parable about uh, two people being forgiven. Mm -hmm. So in verse 41, two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave, them, forgave the debts of both. Mm -hmm. Now which of them will love him more? And he was talking to Peter there. And Peter said, obviously, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt. Jesus said, you, you judged correctly. And so the one who has the bigger debt is a person like us who had the worst test, the worst uh, situations, mm -hmm. you know, like Larry talked about serious things, maybe being raped or uh, maybe being rejected by your family or uh, maybe not being uh, uh, well received. Maybe, maybe you did, weren't in the in crowd, mm -hmm. you know, uh, maybe you weren't tall enough or strong enough for all of these things. Maybe you had shortcomings. Mm -hmm. Well, God wants to use that to, uh, impact people who are all around you who feel the same way right now. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of hurting people in this world. And when you have a, a testimony to say, you know what, I was right where you was at. Mm -hmm. I know exactly how you're feeling. Let me share my story. Right. And that's and, and that's what's really powerful. Or maybe you're going through something right now. Maybe you're in a situation right now and you're like, oh my gosh, what is this like, how did my life just take a take a U-turn like this? I was going good, and I'm serving Jesus. I'm paying my tithes. I'm going to yeah. church, and, and it feels like all hell is breaking loose. Well, you're in a test, but God wants to turn that test into a testimony. Right. See, what we go through a lot of times is not only for us, but it's for other people. If we, if we experience certain things, it makes us more credible to other people who have experienced them, and we might be able to lead them to Jesus. See, Jesus doesn't waste any test. He doesn't waste any trial. He uses everything for his glory. The Bible says all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So we just have to take everything that happens in our lives for joy, with joy because it may not feel good right now, but God will use it for the good. Maybe not of me personally, but for somebody else. Maybe God will open up an opportunity for me to share with somebody. Hey, I was going through that same thing that you're going through, but God gave, made a way for me. Hey, I dealt with that situation, but guess what? God forgave me. God delivered me. And you are a credible source of the goodness and the grace and the mercy of God. So we ought to take everything and say, how can I use this to glorify God's kingdom? That's a kingdom-minded individual. Somebody that says, how can I use this situation? It'd be amazing, it'd be revolutionary if all the saints of God took everything that happened in their life and they say, how can I use this to win a soul? Because everything that we we get in life is, is for the glory of God and expanding God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. And nothing that we get, nothing we have that happens in our life is for ourselves, but it's for some people, somebody else. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't have a, a, 
a great personality or something, but you can read somebody just who you are. God will use you just for who you are. So you don't have to look at other people in church and say, man, I'm not like that. So there's no way God can use you, use me. Well, God can use you in a way that he can't use that other person. So we ought to take everything that happens in our life and say, how can I use this for the glory of God? How can I use this to spread God's word? Everything can be used to win souls. Everything. Everything that happens in our life, it's only a tool that we can use to win souls. So we ought to just say, you know what? God hasn't me in a situation right now, but I don't want to waste this season. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste this trial. I don't want to waste this tribulation. Yeah, I'm going through right now, but it's not, uh, it, it's, it's for, it may not be totally good for me right now, but it's for the good of somebody else. How can I use this and, and, um, and use this to win somebody else? Um, our second point is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul. Uh, at first he was Saul. And we know that story of how he was riding on the uh, donkey and God blinded him and changed him and saved him and, and all of that stuff. But when Paul went out um, now being saved as the Apostle, he went before kings. Mm-hmm. He went before different cities, different villages. Mm-hmm. He went everywhere, and the Bible says that he openly shared his testimony. He always shared the experience that he had back on Damascus Road, being blinded by Jesus. And um, it really drove his ministry as well. Mm -hmm. It drove him to say, you know what, I was once crucifying, I was once killing and imprisoning Christians. That's a bad, that's, I mean, it can't get really any worse than that. Killing the people of God. Mm-hmm. You're a murderer and all of these different crimes and you've really sinned against God. But it drove Paul to do even more for God, mm-hmm. which is the purpose of a testimony. After right. you get saved, now you're putting all that passion back into God. And what was meant for evil is now going to be used for good. So he goes before kings and goes before different people and is able to say, you know what? I was the worst of the worst. Mm -hmm. Nobody was worse than I was. And now look what God has done for me. Look how I'm now preaching the gospel to you. Now I'm going to uh, save you and save others and save this people. Um, It is a privilege and it is a blessing. And so that God is able to do the same thing with you. That's what we're here to do is encourage you to... Share that testimony. Um, be credible with it. Um, it. No matter how bad it was, we wanted God. It, he wants it to be bad. The worse it was, the better it's going to be once you come out. Absolutely, and that's and that's really what's awesome. So we're going to end with this application today. It's um, it's really based on First Peter three in verse fifteen. Where it says, you ought to have a, a answer ready for any man that asks you um, for your hope. Mm-hmm. And um, we ought to do it with meekness and, and, and kindness. But you always have to have something ready for somebody. So here's what we want you to do. We want you to write down your personal testimony. Write it down, rehearse it, and, and, just, and, 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 and write it down as if you were going to defend your relationship with God before a Supreme Court. 
write it down like you are getting ready to go before the court and everyone is asking you, why do you believe in God? Why do you have this relationship with God? Write it down, memorize it, because one day somebody is going to ask you about your faith and you want to be ready for it. So just write down, what has God done for me? What is the most, how can I make this as compelling as possible? I want to lead as many people to God as possible. Mm -hmm. So what can I tell somebody based on my personal experience? And I know God has done something for all of us. And um, what can I tell somebody based on my own personal experience that will allow them to see the goodness of God and make them want to serve the God that I serve? So that's what we want you to do. And like how we close every single podcast, remember, get get them to the pool and get them to the pew. God bless you.